Well, today, we're going to look at the title, He Lives Where? where? Mm -hmm. He Lives Where? Turn with me, please. Let's just jump off in John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And this is on the occasion of the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem. Before Jesus, of course, goes to Gethsemane and Calvary and all of that. But he makes an interesting statement that we want to look at for a moment. Picking up at verse 22 of John chapter 10. <clears throat> and let's read verses 22 uh, down to, well, let's read down to verse 25. John chapter 10, beginning at verse 22 down to verse 25. Let's read. Now was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem. And it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name they bear witness of me. Now, notice the Jews got to a point where they just said, okay, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, if you're the Messiah, if you're the anointed one, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. Isn't that interesting? Now, it sounds like Jesus may have been a little upset. Because he could have nicely said, uh, well, listen again, and uh, I'll tell you now, uh, I am the Christ. You know, that's the picture you want to get. You know, the shepherd with the long hair and the, and the, and the staff. And the staff. <laughs> looking photogenic I believe Jesus said look y'all I told you plainly and you don't believe me so what you want me to do the works that I'm doing they speak for me but you keep asking me am I the Christ yes and you still don't believe well you think that would get him a little upset. But these are just Jews. They're out there. They're watching everything he's doing and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But turn over to John the 14th chapter. John the 14th chapter. And let's just pick up at verse 1 of John 14. And let's read down to verse 11. Because this is right after Jesus has had the... Uh, Last Supper, the Passover meal, and now he's talking to his disciples. We know at least it's the twelve, minus one. I'm sure by now Judas Iscariot has gone on to trip out. So he's already about trying to round up the uh, 
religious leaders and all those folks who are going to eventually come after Jesus. But listen, starting at verse 1 of chapter 14 of John. Let's read together. <clears throat> Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Now, isn't it interesting? Jesus has to tell them, look, don't let your heart be troubled. What did he say? Let not your heart be troubled. What did he say? Let not your heart be troubled. One more time. Let not your heart be troubled. One more time. Let not your heart be troubled. I just want to hear everybody say it. One more time. Let not your heart be troubled. It's important. Yes, you can hear me say it. But I want you to have it resounding in you. Does that make sense? So he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. It's interesting, I think, Marvin, you had shared the other day of how it's so simple then. You got to get them both. You got to have them both. You got to believe in them both. The Father and the Son. God the Father and Jesus Christ. You got to believe in both. And that's what Jesus was emphasizing. And that's what the Father was emphasizing through Christ. You got to have them both. He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. Notice this. In my father's house are many mansions. Now, I don't know many mansions that are in one house. That's a whole lot of space, isn't it? In one house, there are many mansions. How does that grab you? In one house, there are many mansions. Now, I know they got some big houses. But I haven't heard of one yet, other than right here, that had many mansions inside the house. That's an awesome thing. And he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. Now, come on, y'all. He didn't ask you to send no timber up there. You know, I'm sending up my timber every day. Where are you sending it to? They ain't receiving it. Because the timber you got down here don't even qualify. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be sending no timber up there. You keep your timber down here and build your own log house. Down here. Because he said, in my father's house are many mansions. Lord have mercy. That'll grab you in a few minutes.
And he said, if it were not so, I would have told you. In other words, I've been there, seen it, know it. And if it wasn't that way, I would be the one to tell you. Now that doesn't tell you something about Jesus. He's confident enough to tell you, even though it doesn't sound logical to you, that in my father's house are many mansions. Well, that don't make no sense. No, it doesn't. But you haven't seen it. He has. Isn't that awesome? So to you it's foolishness. But listen who's telling you this. Wow. This is why you got to get a hold of who Jesus is. He's not a fly by night. He's not Uncle Johnny. He may be Mary's boy, but he's God's son. Did you hear what I said? And in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And later down in that 14th verse it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace. And truth. And now he's still sharing with us. Before he experiences Calvary. And he says. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again. And receive you to myself. That where I am. There you may be also. Isn't that awesome? You can take it to the bank. He's gone to prepare a place for you, and he's coming back to receive you to himself. And you may say, well, I don't know when he's coming. And how many times have you sat at the window or looking down the street because they said they were coming back? Did you hear what I'm saying? And when you're small, it looks like it takes forever for them to get back. Right? But you are confident. So you go on and what? Keep on playing your game? But every once in a while, you stop and you looking to see. They're not back yet. But they said they're coming back. So even when we're busy, doing what we're doing, you need to remember that Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm coming again to what? Receive you to myself. And then the question becomes, well, you know what? I'm, I'm a little older now than I was when I first heard that. And it looks like I got a shorter time. No, but you don't. Because if you've accepted Jesus Christ, You've got eternal life now. Did you hear what I said? You have eternal life now. So you don't have to try to figure out what time is he coming. 
time is irrelevant. He's coming. So when, when, when is he coming? Midnight? Morning? Noon? In the evening? Forget about time. <coughs> it doesn't matter what your clock says. Go on eternal status. You know, like sometimes you have to put your clock, depending on where you're going, you try to set it, or international time, or some other kind of time zone. Put the clock of eternal eternity in motion and keep going. Isn't that something? Don't worry about the 24-hour clock. Go in eternal mode. Hey, it'll, it'll keep you from wearing yourself to death. Trying to figure out, is he coming while I'm asleep? Is he coming when I get up? Is he coming when I'm eating? Is he coming when I, you know, come on. He said he's coming back. That's all you need to know. He's coming back to receive you to himself. Then he goes on and he says, And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas says to him, let's continue to read. Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Isn't that awesome? Then he says, verse 7, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Now, no, this is, we talked about before how the Jews that were surrounding him said, tell us plainly, keep us out of doubt, you know, are you the Christ? And he said, I told you already, and you don't believe me. Now, He's talking to these 12 who've been with him, let's say, for three years, 24-7. Because they, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? They probably ate together. And when they stopped at a place, you know what I'm saying? They probably rolled out the, the, the whatever sleeping gear they had or pulled up a rock and slept. And you get down to a point where he says, if you'd known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Notice here, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. But the key is, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. So in other words, I'm telling you now, after three years, 
and we spending 24-7 together, you still don't know me. Because he said, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Wow. I'm telling you, Jesus, you would think he's saying trick questions and all that, but he's speaking such reality and such truth. Because he told them, look, if you had known me, you've been with me for three years. And I'm telling you now, you don't know me. Because if you had known me, you would have known my father also. <laughs> and that's why when he gets down and he says, <clears throat> Philip says to him, <clears throat> Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. He said to him, wait, wait. Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? Isn't that something? Have I been with you so long? I've been with you these three years, y'all. Have I been with you so long? And you don't know me, Philip? My goodness. My goodness. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now, I, I, I know you keep, uh, I keep sort of driving this home. But notice what he said to them. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And then coming back and saying later, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? Think about it. When the saints tell you, well, I've been on this way a long time. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've been in this way a long time. <laughs> and I know he's faithful. Mm -hmm. Have I been with you so long and you still don't know me? Wow. Can we say we know him? Because if you know him, why are we still going around the same mountain? If we know him. Who's the one that you know? Is he the one that the Bible described? Or is he the one that mama told you about? 
Did you hear what I said? Is he the one who existed in eternity past? Is he the one who God, by the Holy Ghost, overshadowed Mary and that which was born of her is Son of God? Is that the one you know? Is he the one that told Nicodemus, truly, you must be born again. He didn't say, if you think about it, Nick, you ought to think about being born again. He says, you must be born again. He's the one who said, you don't know my father or me. I'm driving this home because we talk about the fact he lives. Who lives? Jesus lives. Who do you think I'm talking about? This is Resurrection Sunday. Well, who is the Jesus you're talking about? Mary's boy? The carpenter's son? Or are you talking about the one who said... Have I been with you so long? You still don't know me. For Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it. You talking about Abraham in the Old Testament? In Genesis? That God called out of Ur of the Chaldees? You talking about that age? Same, one and the same. But he lived thousands of years ago. So how in the world could this man, who ain't forty years old, talking about Abraham saw my day in the natural? It don't compute. Hmm. Because we know that this is Mary's child. We know his brothers and sisters. Have I been so long with you that you don't know me? For if you've seen me, you've seen the Father also. Lord have mercy. In other words, don't put him in a box. Don't put him in a box. Don't limit him. And I'm going to show you why in a few minutes. Because we come to a point after we keep trying to put God in our comfortable box. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, God, I know you came this way last week. So I'm looking for you to come the same way this week. So every once in a while I go look in the box well, he ain't come yet. Well, hmm, let me see. What's wrong with the box? Ain't nothing wrong with the box. He ain't in the box. Did you hear what I said? If anything, you in the box. 
like you said about adventures with God, we need to turn around and say God's adventures with us. So we need to realize who's in the box. God ain't in the box. If anybody in the box is you, and you keep walking around the same space all the time, in the box. And God is saying, I want to really set you free. But I got to get you out of box mentality. And so that's why I said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, Philip says, well, you know, show us the Father. It'll suffice us. Philip, you're in the box. Get out of the box. I'm telling you to believe that I'm in the Father. And the Father's in me. I don't know how that could happen. I didn't ask you to try to figure out how it happened. I'm telling you what is. Just like I said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. But that doesn't commute. compute. I didn't ask you whether or not that computed. I didn't ask you whether or not that made sense. I'm telling you that in my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would tell you. Come on, y'all. So when he says, in your situation, remember, with God, everything is possible. That's the opposite when it says, with God, nothing is impossible. So if with God, nothing is impossible, it must mean with God, everything is possible. So God, I'm looking at 15. I'm looking at 15 years. But do I have to do the full 15? God says, look, with me, everything is possible. There's nothing impossible with me. So when you go to the judge and the judge says, I don't know why I'm doing this. Because I know you're guilty. Come on. <laughs> but I, I, I can't even speak it. You hear what I say? Better read the decision. No time. No time. And you stand in amazement. The judge couldn't even speak it. Pell, if you read the verdict, no time. Did you hear what I said? My God. And you're saying there's nothing impossible with God. So God isn't in the box. 
you in the box. Get to know the God who's out of the box. To know the Christ, the anointed one who existed from eternity past. Don't limit yourself to the one who was just born in Bethlehem. I mean, it was nice, that's how he showed up in here. But he existed way before then. Did you understand what I'm saying? And he'll exist forevermore. Time was a trip for him. Did you hear what I said? And time is a trip for you. It's a trip. Enjoy the journey. Did you hear what I said? Time is a trip for you. Enjoy the journey. You may say, well, what, what, what are you talking about, Pastor Joe? Get in eternity mode. Get in eternity mode. Lord have mercy. Let's go down to verse 19. Verse 19. Well, pick up at 15. 15 of John, the 14th chapter. Let's read this together. If you love me, Keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Wait, 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 wait. I pray the Father. He'll give you another helper. But he prefaced that by saying, If you love me, keep my commandments. I pray the Father. He'll give you another helper. That what? He may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Why can't they receive it? Because it neither sees him. Nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you. And will be in you. Then notice what he says. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He ain't talking about the spirit of truth. He says, I will come to you. <laughs> he did say about the helper that he will be with you and not only with you, but dwell in you forever. But then he says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I will come to you. He lives where? Now, jump down to verse, oh, well, we're at 19. Let's read 19. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. 
But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Come on. Because I live, you will live also. Well, they're already alive. Right? Aren't they? He talking to them. But he said, because I live, you will live also. Will live also. At that day, let's continue to read. At, at that, that day, day you, you will know, know that, that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Come on, y'all. In that day, you will know that I, who's talking? Jesus. Jesus. That I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. <laughs> this is awesome, y'all. Did you see what he said? In that day, you will know that I am in my Father. And you in me, and I in you. Well, uh, Jesus, I don't know if I get that. It nowhere in this says. I'm telling you this, hoping that you'll get it. He didn't say that. Did he? No. He said, in that day, at that day, you will know. <laughs> you will know. He didn't say you fully understand it. You will know. So at what point are you going to realize and receive it and say, I know it? Did you hear what I said? Are you waiting to get a clear understanding and see how this could be possible? Let me see. How can this be possible that Jesus is speaking and he says, at that day, you know that I'm in my Father and you are in me and I'm in you. Well, what are you waiting for? When are you going to just realize and say, you know what? Jesus, you said that you would be in the Father and I would be in you. And you would be in me. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, First Corinthians talks about the Spirit of God baptizes you, immerses you into Christ. Sounds like you in me. What Jesus said, 
at that day, I am in the Father, and you in me. Well, what day was that? The day you accepted Jesus. You were put in him. And I in you. Lord have mercy. Oh, this is so exciting. It's already taken place, y'all. Did you hear what I said? When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are in Him. And He is in you. And you may say, I don't feel like it. He ain't say, you know what? You're going to feel like I'm in you. And you in me. You're going to feel like that. He ain't say nothing about your feelings. Did he? He didn't say you're going to trip out and feel like you. Lord, I just feel like you're in me. And I just feel like I'm in you. It ain't that kind of trip, y'all. It is. Why? Because he said so. Did you hear what I said? Lord have mercy. Let's go and see what he says here. He who has, let's continue verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Look at the relationship that Jesus is saying exists or will exist. And then he caps it off by saying, the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So don't trip out over what I'm telling you. Because I'm not just whistling Dixie here, y'all. I'm not saying something I think that would be nice to be said. I'm saying this because the Father who sent me gave me this word to give to you. At that day, I will be in my Father 
and you will be in me, and I will be in you. Lord have mercy. So he lives. And everybody said it pretty much. Where is he? He's in me. You don't believe that. That's like asking him, are you the Christ? And he says, I told you plainly. And you don't believe me. I just told you plainly that at that day, I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. You don't believe. And you may say, Pastor Joe, why do you keep saying you don't believe it? I do believe it. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Isn't that what he said? Mm -hmm. How much do you love him? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I really love the Lord. He heard my cry, pitied my groan. Lord, as I live, and trouble rise. I will hasten, hasten to his throne. You already qualified your belief right there. You didn't say it. As long as I live and trouble rise, I will hasten to his throne. So if it ain't no trouble, where are you? Honey, I'm out here doing my thing. And when I get tired and trouble rises, then I'm going to hasten to his throne. Then you don't believe that you are in him and he's in you. Did you hear what I said? You may tell me anything you want. But your walk speaks so loud, I can't hear your talk. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. And your walk is telling me that you don't believe that you're in him. And you sure don't believe that he's in you. Because if you did, half the places you've been, Come on. Now you're going to tell me if Jesus showed up in person, in the flesh, and you knew that it was Jesus, Son of God. And you get ready to go get into some stuff. You're going to tell me, you say to Jesus, Jesus, come on. Come on, man, we're going on down here and getting some, some stuff. And Jesus said, what, what, what stuff are we getting into? Come on, you know, we're going to rob this bank and we're going to do this and we're going to, you know, get some women. We're going to get some stuff and we're going to go into my crib and we're going to get down. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Let's go. I don't know what is silence. It is golden. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know good and well, 
that you're not going to tell Jesus. Jesus, come on now. We're going to get over. We're going down here and get some, you know, and uh, then we're going to pick up some ladies, and then we're going over to my crib, and we're going to get down. You know, Jesus, come on. Let's get this thing done here. Right? So you don't believe he's in you, and you sure don't believe that you're in him. Do you get it? Did you get it? Because if you believe that, then you wouldn't even consider. Because the bottom line is when the thought showed up, you'd have to say, wait a minute, Jesus, that's not my thought. I don't know where it came from. So I'm going to bring that thought into captivity and I'm going to cast it down. Because I know you in me. And I know I'm in you. And so I can't consider what I was just thinking. Did you hear what I said? You got to get this. Hello, wake up. You got to get it. Because if you don't get it, you keep going around the same mountain. Did you hear what I'm saying? They walked around with Jesus for three years and still didn't know him. Now he says that you're in me and I'm in you and you still don't know me. Because if you did, we stopped making the trip. Did you hear what I'm saying? Amen. We stopped making this same trip around the mountain. And why? Why, Jesus, I don't understand. Why, why wouldn't I make that trip around the mountain? Because if you believe that you are in me and I am in you and the Holy Spirit is not just with you but he dwells in you forever and I told you that he will lead you and guide you into all truth and I told you he will teach you all things God. He ain't leading you there. And he ain't teaching you that. So if you let him lead you and teach you, he'll give you another way. That will not be around the same mountain. Because you making me dizzy. <laughs> Are you getting the show? My Lord. I, I, I want us to look at another one. That's several here. Go to Romans the 8th chapter. Romans, the 8th chapter. Lord, have mercy. Romans, the 8th chapter. So what are we saying in this today? 
Stop fooling yourself. Amen. If you don't get nothing else, why don't you say this with me? Stop fooling myself. Come on, let me get, just say, stop fooling myself. One more time. Stop fooling myself. That's for all of us, y'all. Romans, the 8th chapter. Pick up at verse 1. I know you didn't think you were coming to hear this kind of resurrection message. Lord, have mercy. Thought we were going to slip through the tulips and just fly on out of here, huh? Ain't that trip today. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. And let's read. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now wait. This didn't capitalize what we just said. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that part of the relationship that Jesus said you have? Mm -hmm. I'm in the Father and you in me and I'm in you. He says there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So, simple equation. And that is, no condemnation equals, you get the, to get the, what is it, equatic? I'll get it in a minute. What's the word? Equalization. Equation. Equalization. 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 That's fine. I like that. Equalization. The equalization is this. No condemnation equals. Now, in order to have no condemnation, then you've got to have on the other side of the equal side something that equals no to balance out no condemnation, right? Mm -hmm. So here it said, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are one in Christ Jesus. Right? Uh -huh. Two, who do not walk according to the flesh. Three, but According to the Spirit. So one plus one plus one equals no condemnation. First of all, you got to be in Christ Jesus. Then you got to not walk according to the flesh. And three, you got to walk according to the Spirit. To equal no condemnation. Now, if you got part one, that I'm in Christ Jesus, but I ain't doing number two. 
and I certainly ain't doing number three, then you know what? You have an inequality. You have condemnation. But wait, I'm in Christ Jesus. But you don't have the rest of the equation. So you don't qualify for no condemnation. Wait, wait, Pastor Joe, I ain't never heard that before. I heard that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, they didn't read the whole picture. They didn't read the equation. So they lied to you. Did you get it? It said, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So from this moment forward, don't keep lying to yourself or to anybody else. Did you hear what I said? Don't come up with those stuff trying to make them feel good and tell them, well, you know, honey, you ain't in There's no condemnation. Because you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. So there's no condemnation for you. So we can go on and get down because there ain't no condemnation, honey. You know, we just get on over and get out of what we want to do. You know, we just need to satisfy ourselves and we'd be okay. Because there ain't no condemnation. You lie. Lying to yourself and to them. Talking about you a Christian. Love the Lord anyhow. On my way to heaven. Enjoying the trip. You are work up and find some flames that show me. Just like that Geico commercial. Or progressive commercial. When that man sit there lying to themselves and start burning up. <laughs> Talk about, yeah, honey, we're going to get out and get, get some stuff. You know, I know you love the Lord. We just came from church. We're going to, you know, you know we're going to stop on by the bar a little bit. And, you know, but yeah, we, well, we, yeah, this is the service at 6 o'clock. We're going to be back. It ain't going to take long. We just do what we got to do. And then we're going back. And then we shout. Shout a little while. You know, it'll be okay. They don't know what we're doing. And, you know, that's going up all the time. <laughs> Folks went to the sunrise service. Sunrise service. They had six thirty in the morning. Celebrating. He lives. Yeah, Lord, he lives, child. <laughs> Ten o'clock. Well, after we, what you gonna do the rest of the day, honey? I don't know, child. I'm gonna go. Home. I'm going by Golden Corral after we leave here. We gonna get some breakfast, and then we just see what you know what goes down after that. You know, we gonna see what's happening because we've done our thing for the day. Mm -hmm. We celebrated Resurrection Sunday, child. Didn't they look good? I mean, you know, I just got this outfit, and you don't look good. Mm -hmm. Don't you like my hat? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, sister so and so tried to sit in front of me, and I did a one number this day. Mm -hmm. I wore this hat so I could sit right in front of her. She ain't seen nothing. All she saw was hat. Fruit and flowers, child. Fruit and flowers. That's all she saw today. Amen. 
I knew the Spirit of God wanted me to get this hat. <laughs> so, you know, I was being led by the Spirit. So, you know what the pastor told me about being Christ Jesus, be led by the Spirit. Well, honey, the Spirit led me to get this big hat. Weird in the church, so I know I'm no condemnation, honey. <laughs> they tried to tell me to take my hat off. I said, you crazy. <laughs> Taking this hat off, child, I paid too much money with this hat. <laughs> well, you miss part B in the equation. Who walks not after the flesh. Because that's all flesh, y'all. You know you were going to hinder them from looking and seeing, and you got that hat anyway. Sounds like flesh to me. Did you hear what I said? But we shouted a while, honey. All we're saying is, has he been so long with you that you don't know him? He lives. He lives in you. And you live in him. Wow. We have Romans 8. Let's go through this just for a minute. Because I want to get down to verse. Well let's jump down to verse 9. You can read the rest of that on your own time. Get down to verse 9. And let's read it together. But you are not in the flesh. But in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Did you hear that? Wow. Now, if anyone... No, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed... The Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. The Spirit of God. Wait, 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 wait. Look at verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead. Because of sin. But the spirit is life. Because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him. Who raised Jesus from the dead. Dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead. Will also give life. To your mortal bodies. Through his spirit. Who dwells in you. Lord have mercy. You got to recognize y'all that the Spirit of Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. 
your life. Let's close it with this. Turn to Colossians, third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. Wow. Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 4. Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 4. Everybody should be there. Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 4. Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 4. Colossians. Colossians, third chapter. Okay. Colossians, third chapter, 1 through 4. I want you to see it when you read it. Okay, that's why I want to try to make sure everybody gets there. I know you may say, well, Pastor Joe, the time is moving. Why are you taking your time to go to the hudge, y'all? I get one shot on this one. Colossians, third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, chapter 3. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Okay, we're all there? Let's read. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also, you will, no, I'm sorry, then you also will appear with him in glory. Wow. Did you see that? If then you were raised with Christ. So Jesus said, because I live, you will live also. Because I live, you will live also. Because I live, you will live also. So on this Resurrection Sunday, we need to not only recognize that Jesus was resurrected, but we need to recognize that we were raised with him. So this ain't a one-man show, y'all. The same way we are celebrating because Jesus resurrected. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we were raised with him. Wow. And it says, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. Not on things on the earth. For you died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, get this picture please. When he wrote this, I don't believe they had technology. No. They could even come close to even giving them an example. 
we have been blessed above measure. Because now we have some technology that can give you an implication or a picture of how this could possibly be. Did you understand what I'm saying? Now listen to me carefully. I'm here. Is that correct? Now, if we turned on that computer and the internet or Skype and my brother is in Maryland, mm -hmm. I can be here. I can Skype him, see him in Maryland. Are you getting the picture? Mm -hmm. He's here through the Skype. But he's actually in Maryland. And I'm here in Raleigh. But because he has Skype, he sees me and I'm like sitting right there in their living room talking to them. Are you seeing that? Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I am in the Father. You are in me. And I am in you. So though I'm seated at the right hand of my Father, I'm present in you. And though you're on planet earth, you are in me. So you are seated with me in heavenly places. But when I shall appear, because I am your life, when I shall appear, you shall be like me. You hear what I said? So right now, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And at the same time, he's present in you right now. Your life is hid with Christ in God at that day I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. That day is now. Did you hear what I said? That day is now. He lives. Mm. Where? 